Welcome everyone to On um, Podcast, the Microsoft Podcast. We talk about Microsoft stuff on a podcast. I'm your host today, Kareem Anderson. I'm joined by David Allen. I hope everybody's doing well. Yeah, we have uh, actually plenty of news. We have lots of headlines. Uh, we got a main uh, discussion towards the end. We got our hardware section to recap. Uh, we're just going to get into it, uh, get you guys in and out as quickly as we can this weekend. So uh, we're going to be covering stuff about Slack unveiling a new platform redesign and how that uh, kind of coincides with what some people might consider bloat in Teams and whether or not we could see a shift in user in the user base for either, or, either of them. Uh, we'll be talking about Microsoft's Outlook uh, and how they're revamping uh, the file sharing OneDrive integration. Uh, that should be interesting. We're also going to be talking about Starfield and its uh, size. It, it's coming in at a hefty size and how that kind of compares to some other games we've had over the, the last two or three years. Uh, Microsoft uh, could be launching an all-digital Xbox uh, Series X to maybe help people with some of that uh, size and uh, the next generation of gaming without actually going to the official next generation of hardware. Microsoft Teams is coming out with a new version, uh, or its new version will be generally available. I think a lot of us who are following the site, who follow us, are already playing with it, but now your uh, other fellow employees will be able to. Bing Chat Enterprise Integration uh, is officially going to be rolling out next uh, month. We kind of talked about it. We're going to get into some more details about that. And Sony's beta testing its own cloud uh, service. So uh, we've had xCloud. We had Stadia kind of sh- shutter. So we'll see what Sony can bring to the table this time around. Uh, and then we, like I said, get our main discussion, which is about the Surface Duo being officially dead, unofficially speaking. Um, it's we're going to get into August's update, the miss uh, update for July altogether, and where this leaves Microsoft's smartphone hardware division in the wake of the Pixel Fold and the Fold uh, Galaxy Fold 5, uh, and whether or not we even need a third foldable option, as you know, or a fourth, I guess, with OnePlus coming online in the United States and, and the myriad of uh, Chinese uh, manufacturers who have folds as well so let's get into it david give us a first headline well i'm going to jump right in with um as you mentioned microsoft is revamping the outlook OneDrive sharing integration finally um basically if you have been sending or wanting to send large files anything over 20 meg now this is using the outlook web version it's not going to let you do that. So if you've tried to send videos that are large or large files using the free Outlook web version, that's not gonna happen. Now, what is gonna happen is something that Gmail has been doing for a while. If you're a Gmail user and you try to send a large file, you'll notice that it will prompt you hey, would you like to send this file using Google Drive? It will upload the file to your Google Drive and then offer to embed a link into your email for your recipient to click and just download your file. Microsoft, for some reason, is just now getting around to this. And basically what will happen is if you have a large file, it will upload it to your OneDrive space and then send your recipient a link to download it from your OneDrive. It's about time. I mean, that that's really one of the reasons that I had shied away from the free version of Outlook was this limitation. I send videos, I send, you know, you, you put a couple 
photos these days in a message and you have eclipsed the 20 meg limit so i'm glad to see that we're finally getting this type of integration now if they would just give us better integration in the desktop client that would be great but one step at a time better late than never i say so uh this is great news to hear uh do we know when this is going to be rolling up let's see uh, I think they I think it's next month, right? Yep, that next month. Year. Yes, yes, it is. Next month should be somewhere around the end of next month. We should start seeing that. Perfect. So everyone, keep your eyes peeled. Uh, we'd love to hear your feedback on uh, whether or not this is something uh, that you can find useful. Uh, we're moving on to the next one, which is Slack unveiling its platform redesign. Uh, I know many people, uh, myself included, who use slack we use teams who use there are some strangers mm-hmm. out there who still use skype uh we I'm sorry. All, all, all the same exactly all the same time so uh maybe these new changes won't necessarily make shift for you uh, or us in general but uh, according to TechCrunch, slack unveiled an overhaul of its platform to enhance user experience and productivity uh i guess they're going to be trying to move more into doing more than just being uh you know a chat uh platform for everybody, you know, a chat field platform. Uh, some of the new redesigns uh, will be tasked, uh, we taking uh, tasks to uh, address uh, interface enhancements. Slack has redesigned its interface to better accommodate the growing number of tools and features available. So the UI is gonna definitely look different. Uh, centralized information, the new DMs button consolidates all messages into one location, improving efficiency. There's gonna be an activities page, which uh, obviously does what it kind of sounds like. The activity page simplifies work-related messages, access, uh, saving time and effort. Uh, there's gonna be new task management, uh, which uh, will offer a new laters page for deferred tasks, simplifies workflow management. Uh, there's an access to additional features. The more button that I just mentioned at the top will offer extra features like canvases, workflows, enterprise apps, expanding the platform's messaging capabilities. Uh, there's gonna be a search and creation uh, overhaul, which will, me- will offer a magnifying glass icon uh, will be incorporated for, you know, bringing up impromptu quick searches for files, names, addresses, phone numbers, you know, things that you need to reference really quickly. Uh, what they've also emphasized is AI. Everyone's throwing AI as a catchphrase and everything. We don't know exactly what that means, but they said to me an AI-driven future. The redesign considers adding generative AI for easier access to knowledge uh, in conversations tools within Slack channels. So maybe you'll be able to take a, a full Slack conversation a full conversation in the channel and do something with that as far as you know judge you know summarize this entire conversation give me the bullet points uh give me the highs and lows you know give me a uh, more precise version of what we wrote about or maybe give you a more creative one if you want to write a story mode and you guys are discussing a review of the latest you know marvel movie or something like that and you thought maybe it'd make a great fanfic so maybe that's something that's coming to the platform and then lastly a grad it'll be a gradual rollout so uh, it won't just be everyone gets it all at once, obviously, because these changes are pretty big. Uh, so we'll see how long this takes. Uh, there was no specific date listed during this headline, um, but uh, I suspect uh, by the end of this year, we'll probably see some of those updates. What do you think? Well, being a big Slack user myself, I have mixed feelings about this. Um, doing web development, we have our everything in slack we have our email notifications our monitoring notifications we of course we have all our dms in there at times we do run up on things that we wish slack could do 
but one of the advantages of the current slack is it's lightweight it works well on all platforms web chromebook windows mac works well everywhere i think this is what slack has to do to stay competitive i think these features will be used widely inside of the slack audience and the you know their their user base but i'm hoping that it doesn't become too bloated in the process that 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 is my concern development is key what tools and what uh codes they use to implement all of this is going to definitely be a priority to make sure that it's lightweight still uh i do feel that we're going to get a little bit of blow creep but you know hey uh, more features doesn't always mean bad things. Uh, well, that it's kind of what pushes hardware forward too. That's how we went from a Windows 3.1 basic interface. You and your Windows 3.1 again. Yeah, I had to bring that back up. <laughs> you know, 25 years ago to this expansive Windows 11 interface that we have now. So, you know, software is going to drive the hardware. So maybe we get better hardware or something more efficient. I'm not going to completely knock the you know, idea of what Slack wants to do. I'm just thinking they have to be smart about what they do. When this update comes out, I want you to report back to us after testing it on Windows 3.1. I will. I'll do that. <laughs> What's our next headline? Let's we've see. Got we've got Starfield. Let's have a little gaming here. Um, you can now pre-install the game on your Xbox. And being that it is 125 gigs, if you've got a slower internet connection or even something fairly fast at 125 gigs, you might want to preload that, especially if you plan on playing it on day one, which I believe is somewhere September the 6th, I believe, and September 1st for those that got the premium edition with the early access. So there's your incentive to buy the premium edition now something to remember our xbox is this generation which i think you're about to talk about something with an all digital xbox in a headline here um doesn't have a whole lot of storage space so you may be taking advantage of the microsoft or western digital storage cards out there but 125 gig it's a big old girl um armored core 6 for example, comes out in a couple weeks, 53, 54 gig from what I read. So that kind of gives you some comparison. I don't know. We had our discussion uh, in the chat about Red Dead being over 100 gigs. So, I mean, this sure. isn't out of the realm of big games, especially for something that's going to have uh, generative planet building and things like that as well. So, uh, you know, it save up space whatever games that again if you if you're playing red dead finish it up because uh for those of us who only have the 500 gig models of some device and stuff like that you're gonna uh, need to make room there you go uh speaking of hardware and uh versions of xboxes uh there's some recent rumors that microsoft may be preparing to launch an all digital series x model not s but x and um this they'll take it with a heavy dose of salt. This is coming from Gizmachina, uh, that Microsoft may be planning to ditch the uh, optical drive in the uh, Series X, which could have help it come down in price. I don't know about how much, maybe anywhere from 50 to 100 bucks or so, um, and kind of slot it in between the Series S, this new updated one that came in the black model that has a larger storage capacity, and the performance of the Series X, 
without having an optical drive. So uh, for those of you who maybe want to spend 350 I think, for whatever, you can get, you know, your uh, ray tracing and all the other benefits without having to, you know, shell out, I think, close to 450 500 bucks, depending on if you find a sell or not. Uh, in addition, uh, the Xbox Series, this new version, uh, again, it's rumored because uh, as far as we can tell, there's nothing official, but Bill Spencer has also mentioned that he's not going to be making new hardware, per se, uh, for another generation. So um, it doesn't rule out that we can get new hardware for this current generation. It's just that we won't be seeing a, like a, a PlayStation 6 anytime soon or whatever new version of Xbox, but we could be seeing a PlayStation Pro uh, that, you know, it's kind of a mid-cycle kind of thing. And this updated version of the Series X kind of drop, perhaps maybe next year or, or uh, you know, even, perhaps even sooner than that. But these are just rumors. Uh, maybe they're going to be fueled by additions that come with the Starfield. You know, uh, they could be special edition Starfield uh, consoles that come out next year that could coincide with, you know, uplifting sales after the initial boost. So just keep an eye out for that. Uh, I got my fingers crossed because I would love to get that next versus having to just get a bigger storage version of the uh series s that i currently have i agree you know um i may get my xbox versions here wrong i i've got one in the other room but wasn't it the xbox series s the uh white version mm -hmm. that came out with the last generation xboxes if you remember i believe they upped the storage on that one to one terabyte and they had the ability to do some 4k content you really didn't get 4k gaming you up had scale, the, yeah. yeah it was upscaled you had the hdr feature and i think you this was when you got 4k streaming on the xbox so it's time for microsoft to slide something in there to kind of keep the sales numbers up a little bit even though based on sales i believe sony is absolutely killing them so it's time for Microsoft to slip something in there to say, hey, here's a little bump. Here's a little extra to kind of carry us to whatever the next console is going to be. So I think this is kind of fitting the regular cycle. Hope they do it. Wouldn't mind having one myself. Yeah, uh, again, well, we haven't talked about, and you know, probably for a good reason, taking a break from it. But the Activision deal, if, again, if Microsoft does end up closing this and everything starts to become... A digital storefront the idea of having these super powerful devices uh becomes an afterthought as more people might be concerned with storage space and things like that having a, a physical uh the cd or whatever to put in the optical drive becomes less of a concern when you're constantly streaming and download you know downloading from digital downloading from the internet uh for these devices so again we've always discussed that we're in a privileged position you and i uh myself more so than probably you. I think you're in a more rural area. And we understand that there are rural listeners who are like, you guys need to shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Grant us this this uh, little bit of uh, fantasy. But uh, th I think the idea is for anybody who's going to be purchasing, purchasing this uh, updated version of the Series X is in a privileged position already. And this is who Microsoft's catering to. Uh, they're saying, you know what, we're moving away from the optical drives. Probably for everybody at some point, we'll start with the people who are willing to pay the most for it. Well, I think I think you're right there. And, I, you know, just just looking out my window at this 
country USA that I have out here, it's it's beautiful and it's a nice place to live. But, you know, the top residential internet speed out here is 25 meg. Yep, you heard that right, 25 meg. So that gives you some idea of what people, you know, that that as you said, aren't as privileged as you and I are faced with this whole, you know, do away with the disc. They're screaming, no, I still want to go to my GameStops, my Walmarts, my mm-hmm. Best Buys and pick that disc up so I can play my game this month. Yeah. You know, so so that's something to keep in mind. What do you got for us next? Let's see, we've got Microsoft Teams, the new version, is scheduled to come out in October. You have seen us covered on the site, and I think internally, our team has been using the new version. And personally, I'm a big fan that Microsoft has made it quite a bit lighter while we're talking, since we just mentioned Slack needing to be a little bit lighter. We haven't really added any new features necessarily. Um, they do reverse the, which is a little annoying, they do reverse the timestamps, meaning that your newest posts are at the top, if I'm getting this correct. Maybe I'm not saying this backwards. I wish they were at the bottom like the previous version was, but this is coming out in October. And, you know, I'd be interested to see what people, how people feel about it. We're also getting the a new Android version, the web version will be updated. So everything's getting updated across the platform if you're a Teams user. So let us know what you think about it. I've had mixed feelings about it since we got the pre-release. Is it quicker? Yes. Are there some annoyances in my workflow? Absolutely. So I would be interested to see what you guys think. Uh, I am interested as well. Uh, speaking of uh, general availability for things that we've been testing, Bing Chat Enterprise integration with Microsoft 365 subscriptions are actually officially coming next month. Uh, we mentioned this, I would say, maybe two, three weeks ago about yeah. Bing Chat uh, going corporate. Uh, um, and it will officially be next month. So for those of you who are in IT or admin and want access to this, uh, the commercial customers will have access to uh, being chat, I believe it's going to be set uh, at on by default. So you're going, if you don't want it, you're going to need to figure out a way to deactivate the activation. Um, I don't know exactly the steps to do it. They didn't give us any kind of like, hey, go here. They're just saying, hey, uh, if you are enrolled in this, uh, if you have been playing around with this, uh, if you are just someone who has all of the feet, you know, all of the separate platforms already in Microsoft 365, just be prepared for a new pop-up that's gonna say, hey, you are now have Bing Chat enabled. It doesn't mean you have to use it, but it may confuse some people. So uh, we're just giving you the heads up. You got yourself about two weeks, two and a half weeks uh, to get settled and, and assage everyone's fears that Bing Chat is not Cortana and it won't really bother anybody. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about something that you bring that up. I'm ready to see you know, Bing Chat in the enterprise platform, but I was actually helping someone yesterday refresh a machine, and you guys can guess what came up when we got to the end of the refresh, because... Hi, I'm she, Cortana. Yeah, she was willing to give me a little data here, a little this there, and I was like, oh, no, <laughs> that, you know, got to make this go away. <laughs> and she, she always starts at, like, volume 60. I'm like, who are yep. these... 
I'm like, if you have problem hearing, that's what the accessibility features for. Turn it down. My wife is always talking about, ah, oh, there goes Cortana. Whenever I had to start a new computer for like two or three years straight, she's like, there goes Cortana again. Uh-huh. Uh, what do you got for us as our next headline? I've got one more for you for the Sony fans out there and the cloud gamers. Sony has begin- has started testing the PlayStation 5 cloud gaming platform with PlayStation Plus Premium. And they're doing this. What makes this interesting is they're trying to do it in 4K. So we're going to have to kind of wait and see how that plays out. Um, we do know that Sony doesn't necessarily have their own cloud infrastructure. So from what we from what we know, they're piggybacking on Azure. So it'll be interesting to see how the Microsoft-Sony relationship works out, especially with all this merger, you know, and buyout talk with Activision Blizzard going on. They, we know that those two companies hadn't gotten along very well, but as far as 4K streaming, eh, not sure I'm convinced. kind of goes back to the last headline with the internet connection. Who's got the internet connection and the Wi-Fi? to consistently stream 4k i don't think you're going to be streaming your triple a titles your starfield for example your battlefields your call of duties i think you're going to be you know maybe streaming your role-playing games your turn-based games i don't see this working yet in the twitch style of game shooters for example that people are accustomed to yeah uh we should also Keep this in mind too. Keep your expectations low, as we say. Uh, yes. You'll be able to. You, you, you. Whoever's watching and listening will probably not. They are very selective in doing this, and the reason why they're able to test out 4K is because uh, they're doing you know, quality versus quantity per se. Uh, they were not going to be rolling this out to a bunch of people, uh, and this is in the early stages of this. We, again, we're also assuming that they're using. Azure, but I believe they might be using a mix of a bunch of different cloud service providers and Azure may be the biggest one. Uh, we'll see where they land on getting this stuff out, uh, you know, also dealing with latency, uh, doing a bunch of other things, but this is just the beginning. This isn't, you know, X cloud was in beta for almost two years, I believe, maybe a little bit longer than that. Yeah. Uh, Stadia was in, in beta for uh, another year or so before that, I believe uh luna is still sort of in beta like these things aren't you know as cut and dry as we'd like them to be and again sony's revamping what they had before to kind of do this so don't expect to be getting any kind of updates for this and i believe it's ps plus premier tier yep. is what they're going to be calling this eventually so uh if if you haven't heard about it it may not even come to you anytime within the next year or so well, I, I think they're they're running up on. I think these companies, Microsoft included, have learned streaming is expensive. It takes a lot of hardware to stream to, to stream a game. It's not like loading a. It's not like loading your Netflix movie on a server. It's expensive to stream. There's the physics issues with the internet connections. I think the whole game streaming thing has its place for being able to tap the button, preview a game. Yes, I like it. Okay, now spend the time to go download it. But I think the whole game streaming genre has a little ways to go before it becomes mainstream. And I think this is just a step on the ladder. Yeah, uh, to our earlier point, if we can't even 
wean people off of optical discs just yet, optical drives. Imagine what streaming is like. So that that's a whole nother uh, level of getting people uh, adopted and getting our uh, broadband situations across the world in a position where it, you know, it's, it becomes an everyday occurrence, which is, I think everyone wants to kind of get, well, Microsoft definitely wants to get to because they don't do well with consoles. Uh, well, that's the last bit of that. Let's get into our main discussion real quick. And that is Microsoft's Surface Duo lacking any meaningful updates and the future's clarity. Like uh, we kind of came out definitively saying that Duo is dead. I'm gonna stand by that. I believe Zach Bowden's already like, you know, prophesied this and uh, our buddy Shane Craig is, I think he's got about seven to 20,000 videos on the death of the duo and it's unfortunate. At least. But I believe with our review, with the reviews of the Fold and the Galaxy, or the Pixel Fold and the Galaxy Fold 5 coming out, this has really sealed the deal, not only just on the current duo devices, which again, I'll get into just quickly what's happened with them, but Microsoft's old ambitions going forward. So Microsoft finally released its uh, Surface Duo and Surface Duo 2 updates uh, two, three days ago, I think, I want to say. Uh, I got mine. I think I just actually updated it today. Uh, but they are, at best, security updates with no logs whatsoever. There's no meaningful fixes. I'm not saying you need to give us features, which you should, because the Microsoft Launcher hasn't been touched in, I don't know, a year or two or whatever. Uh, but you should at least be fixing things. There should be, you know, fixes listed here. Nothing. It's just a random update with a small gigabyte or a small megabyte uh, footprint. And it kind of, I guess, suffice, you know, is basically there to uh, give people the the illusion that there are monthly updates. That, that seems to be its exact same thing. What do you think so far? Well, I agree. I hate to see that the Microsoft Surface Duo and Microsoft phone ambitions, at least for now, are basically dead, like you were saying. I think, um, you know, the device is slowly going to, yours might not, because I know you're a fan, but I think you know, these devices are going to slowly find their way to the desk drawer and people are going to be replacing them if they're into the Fold style devices with the OnePlus device, the Z Fold, the Flip, if you're into that type of thing, the Flip 5, and of course the... Motorola's got one, yeah. Yeah, Motorola's got one. And then, you know, Google, Google has their Pixel Fold. I can give Microsoft the, the, the credit to be one of the first that showed us what a folding device might look like. And I'm going to give them the inspiration for maybe starting the whole idea because the Surface Duo was, you know, a little bit before it's, before it's time. But you have to remember the Surface Duo is two separate screens as well. So it's not, you know, some say, it well, it's not a total folding device and i kind of see their point but i think um i would love to see microsoft jump back in there but as of now they have the samsung partnership that you kind of see some things playing back and forth with with windows integration with phone link and i think when they signed that deal to me the duo at that point in time was finished because i didn't see any reason if you're going to sign a deal to integrate with somebody else and you're, you know, that lets me know you're not going to do it yourself. You know, uh, you do have a, a very valid point. It, it's, you know, kind of uh, where is the objective at this point when they 
do a deal like that. Uh, I do see, or I did see at the time, the idea of having, you know, your own device, even though you're running Android on it. And, I've, you know, we've gotten in our chat with our uh, editor-in-chief about, you know, Windows 10 being the ultimate goal and they having to pivot from that to Android. I thought Android's pivot was a great pivot. Uh, I thought also thought that there was room for refinement, uh, as you can tell by the uh, Pixel Fold. You know, if they had made the Duo with different materials, per se, on the outside. Maybe you don't do mm-hmm. uh, glass uh, if you're still going to keep it a double screen thing. You make the aspect ratio a little bit smaller, like the the uh, the fold did. The Pixel Fold came in at. Uh, you you know work on notifications somehow being present on the outside of the device, even if you're not going to put a screen on it. Uh, there's a, there's ways that Microsoft could have worked on it, even if they didn't want to invest in hardware. The software team, that's my biggest issue. Is like you know Microsoft. I think you just said they're down to what 200 in 200,000 employees now. They're down from their height of 240,000. But it's still 200,000 employees, and there's got to be some division within Microsoft that's big enough to have worked on Microsoft Launcher because it was a garage project to begin with, and it was very good. Then it got you know folded into Microsoft proper, and it became even better. And then all of a sudden, it just died. It died for you know slab phones. It died for you know the main operating system for the Duo. And again, I'm not saying that. We need to have new hardware, but there should be at least features that they're testing if they're ever going to stay in this. And I think the fact that they're not testing features in these devices, especially the Duo 2, because again, it's a precursor to whatever the third one's going to be, even if it's going to mm-hmm. be some sort of you know, three-screened or two-screened phone with a, a screen on the outside and one large one on the inside, the software is going to need to be tested and run. And this, you have a device in the hands of people right now that can do some of that stuff and you're not trying anything. You're not trying to add things to the launcher or to the operating system of the duo to make it better. I think, you know, this silence that they've gotten since January is indicative of uh, this device being done. And on a bigger note, we now have plenty of options. When the duo came out, it was that was it. It was the duo on the fold. Now we was was the fold one out when the I think they were on Fold 2 by the time the Duo came out. Okay. So, you know, and the, the, they had worked, again, Samsung iterated quickly. They went from that weird mini screen that had the, all the borders on the outside mm-hmm. to making it a full screen. They worked on the inside. They did an underneath camera. like, And now we have, you know, it's being you know shown that through sales, the Flip is still a good device for people. You know, you may, you know we may even go in the wrong direction with Folds that open up. Maybe people just want to close whatever they currently have. But even so, that's another option. We have, again, OnePlus coming out with their own phone in the U.S. I'm speaking U.S. specific, but, you know, there's Xiaomi and there's uh, uh, the Oppo has their very nice uh, Oppo in-find or find-in, whatever it's called. Uh, And now we have the Pixel Fold and we have the Galaxy in their fifth iteration doing, you know, spectacular. I don't know if Microsoft needs to be in this this field, especially if they're going to come out with a device that is very similar to the the the, uh, the Pixel Fold. I think you just sit this one out now, Microsoft. Quietly I, go away. I think they're going to have to, and something that worried worries me to take this one step further. I saw something this week where we were talking, where another website was talking about the ability to buy parts, screens, CPUs, even for the Surface line of devices they were saying that you know among vendors you know microsoft ranks very low 
on the totem pole for having buying power with their suppliers for parts to make these devices so i'm hoping that we're just sitting out the mobile devices and a few years from now they're not sitting out of hardware in general i i do hope that that's not a place we're going i hope they continue to you know change the surface lineup and give us new surface devices you know and that's something that's in the back of my mind okay we're eliminating one device if you remember we talked about it on the pod earlier this year they had some fallout with the surface teams and some combining of products and some combining of teams you know teams internally earlier this year so i'm hoping that if we've got to let something go it's just the duo and they continue their partnership with samsung to give people some way easy way into the microsoft ecosystem on mobile devices yeah they're definitely i think stepping out of this microsoft as i now say this for the 40,000th time hasn't doesn't have the heart to be in smartphones to be in the competitive low margin uh, area of uh, mobile devices they you know iterated it they showed it when they tried to run uh their nokia lines of devices they just don't have you know and, and to some degree google really doesn't either they don't have good buyback programs they don't have uh wide distribution they have very limited areas and, and partnerships with people they sell with they want to try and sell these things from their website and i get it that everybody wants to try and push towards their own website to make the most uh margins but when it comes to a phone especially a phone that costs over six seven hundred bucks you're going to need someone to help subsidize that for you you're going to need the partnerships you're going to need a way to get people into these kind of things and microsoft doesn't have a good track record with that again if you were to buy the duo 2 you had to buy it at a full 700 bucks from microsoft they they lost their partnership or they lost whatever kind of relationship they had with at&t to even help get them you know to get people interested in saying like hey i want to trade in my note you know, whatever, my Galaxy Note, I want to trade in my S22. I want to trade in my iPhone to get this thing. I don't want to necessarily have to just come up front for $1,700 and not know that, you know, there's no great warranty program. There's no, you know, store I can go into if the screen starts flickering. Uh, you know, my USB port is cracked. Who do I talk to? This is like, you know, ship it away and hope it comes back fixed or, you know, things like that. That's not a way to do smartphones, especially for the way that we do things now. So, Without Microsoft coming, if they come back with the Surface Duo 3, which I doubt they will, uh, without them having that stuff in place, that Duo 3 will fail as well because there's no way to get, like you said, no easy way to get people into their mobile ecosystem, mobile device ecosystem. Samsung already has all that stuff, so might as well, like you said, partner with them, put your software on it, and let them kind of push their devices into the hands of people who are saying, I'm going to upgrade from, you know, the, the S23 to a Fold 5 now. Because I trust Samsung, I trust you know, the fact they're going to give me updates. I trust that they're going to keep making devices for the next five to ten years. Versus Microsoft, where it's again, we didn't have a device this year. Even if it was a low-cost duo, it still shows that hey, we are willing to keep giving you something each year. And it's not for us to upgrade every year. It's for mm-hmm. the people who upgrade every two to three years a new device. If you're missing a year, where do they go? It's time to say goodbye, you know, I, and, and I'm going to leave it at that. I, I, I love the fact that Microsoft tried it. They tried with Windows Phone. They tried again with the Duo. Maybe 
a few years from now they try with something else but i think like you said for now they're done with it you know maybe there's a internal refresh or a new spark or you know something changes you know where somebody takes a different project project lead internally and they say okay let let you know they've got this new idea let's go do it but i think for now they're, they're done with it yeah uh, at best i would hope that they come out with a folding android tablet that's not a bad idea there aren't very good ones but you know with google making the push for android or android on tablets this is your opportunity don't make it a phone as, as you probably said before that you always a phone but make this one bigger make it a folding android tablet with a different outside material so it doesn't break and you get yourself something uh with that being said we're gonna wrap it up we're gonna I, i'm gonna rush into my hardware section because i got some things I want you guys to know about. I just finished up a review for the four movie 4K laser projector, which was amazing. Uh, you do need to have a dedicated space for these projectors, but this is amongst the best ones that I've actually tried and played with. Uh, it's got a ton of features. It uses Android uh, TV 11 OS, which is you know very intuitive for those of you who are just looking for something quick, you know, similar to what you had with uh, you know regular TV or whatnot. Uh, I will be reviewing, uh, upcoming, the Lenovo Slim 914 and 16. Uh, those are the equivalent on the PC side of the MacBooks with M1 kind of power and design. Um, you don't get the battery life, unfortunately. That's just something Intel and Microsoft have not been able to sort of, sort out. But if you're looking for a sleek device uh, that isn't a gaming PC and you want that sort of power, uh, you want a very nice design, the 14 and 16 is something to look at. I'm also reviewing the uh, Mona, I believe it's called, M-A-O-N-A, multifunction microphone uh, that uses USB and XLR uh, mo dual modes. Uh, and it comes, you know, it's basically a two-in-one for game streaming, podcasting. Uh, it's got an LED indicator, uh, eight solid RGB kind of dynamic uh, coloring uh, for uh, the microphone so if you like to record in the dark but you want to have a little ambiance is that and we have just tapped a partnership with samsung speaking of all things to get a flip five and a fold five to review so i will be putting that against my ill-gotten duo and kind of give you uh my perspective on the future of folding devices how about yourself well i got a something cool this week something i have never experienced i got a mini pc from a chinese company called ace magician this one is amd based and neat little machine it's about the size of your roku box so we have definitely come a long way in you know the the size and power that it takes to pack in there there the device has got some pros and some cons um they have mentioned coming out with something with a dedicated gpu in it so i'm interested to see what that'll do we may get that one later um i'm finishing up the review of the surface competitor the 2n1 from a company called robo Encala. um i'm gonna suggest and you can read it in my review that if you're into the surface style of devices and you don't necessarily want to shell out the microsoft premium Maybe this is something to look into. And for the gamers out there, I am finishing up a Legion Pro 7i review for those. So we'll, we'll, we'll have plenty of reviews between Kareem and myself coming up for you guys to read over the next 30 days. 
yeah, before I leave, I want, to, I want you guys to stay tuned. We also got a partnership with AT&T, so we may be having uh, some giveaways for those of you who are looking for some kind of uh, back-to-school uh, kind of goodies. Uh, I will also be having a post on that, kind of like what's in my bag, what kind of things I use. Uh, I know it's back-to-school edition. I haven't been to school in, I don't know, a couple of decades, but I still use devices people use when they go to school, so maybe that could be of interest for you as well. I might do some, I might do uh, yeah. something similar. Um, I think we should I, all do it. I think, you know, kind of I think there's a lot of interest in what we use as a little bit more than enthusiast and, you know, cause we're kind of using the things that we talk about and the things that we like. And I think there's a lot of interest into, you know, our workflows. So I, I may join you on that one. Yeah. We maybe, maybe we'll, we'll do uh, a two-parter. We'll do hardware bags and backpacks and all that kind of stuff as well. And software, because software is probably more important than just, you know, what kind of laptop you have. What kind of tools are you using to get things done? Uh, with that being said, where can people find you? David PAJ1978, always hanging out on the Twitters. Uh, yeah, that's great to hear. Uh, people can find me at uh, Kareem Anderson uh, on Threads. They can find me at Mindhead1 on Twitter. Uh, I don't know why I didn't use Mindhead on Instagram when I first started, but whatever. It is what it is. Uh, we want to thank you guys for hanging out with us. Uh, we hope this was a quick one for you. Uh, we'll see you next week with a lot more to talk about. Have a good weekend, folks. Take care, everybody. <laughs>